Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Brave the Wild is available on all your favorite podcasting apps and is also on the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. Minnesota Wild as we headed into the Christmas break. Some people call it holiday. I will still call it Christmas. Um, they, so they only played two games during this time, four days off from San Jose to Winnipeg. So instead of like a layoff, uh, layoff hangover, so to speak, from the break, it was a like, a, oh gosh, I want to, I want to go go on break, so I'm not going to play as hard. I don't know. I'm just kidding. But the Wild get crushed in the uh, tank versus the San Jose Sharks, and then crush Winnipeg for the most part in Winnipeg. So a split. Well, I got what I predicted. That's the thing. So it just ended up being losing to the Sharks instead of the Winnipeg Jets. Thank you, Minnesota, for holding up your end of the deal by still getting the split. By going into Winnipeg and beating a really good goalie twice. So, uh, yeah, we, we uh, beat uh, Hellebuck pretty good last time around. Goligoski was the hero in that game, and Goligoski played very well against Winnipeg again. Goligoski, Goligoski, Goligoski. Yeah, you get the idea. He got to, got to play, so it looks good. Still looks like he can play, no doubt about it. It's probably like when he doesn't play all the time, he probably ends up playing better. You know, obviously when guys get older, you know, and all that, you know, maybe they don't have the stamina they used to, but he can definitely still play. And he should definitely play against his former club, the Dallas Stars, tonight. What do we have? Three games to preview the Stars, the Blues, and I'm always forgetting what the last was. Tampa Bay. Yep, the Tampa Bay Lightning. So pretty epic, uh, Pretty epic group there. Uh, we often beat Tampa for some reason. Dallas, it can be yeah, often negative, and St. Louis has been very negative. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. St. Louis is only a 500 club right now. Dallas is in first, and the Tampa Bay Lightning are like Minnesota right now in third place in their division. We'll get back to that shortly. <clears throat> San Jose Sharks game, I don't know. Now we can't play the Sharks in, anymore again. Like, I don't know. For the longest time, the Sharks used to just roast us and toast us. And, of course, they were pretty good in the early days of the Minnesota Wild, and they stayed good for most of the time. Kind of a, a higher-end team with expensive players and just talent all over the place, from Joe Thornton to this guy to that guy. 
one stud after the next, uh, Nabokov in the net, you know, all, all kinds of talent, obviously for years and years, up to Danny Heatley, obviously Heatley was around uh, not too long after that, obviously left the Thrashers before they moved to Winnipeg to become the Jets 2.0 and all that cute stuff, but obviously other talented players have come and gone. You know, Eric Carlson with his incredible renaissance season continues to play at a very, very, very high level, to be quite fair. At least got his 32nd assist in this game, but wound up with actually four total points. Eric Carlson, super dominant. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, at least got one assist in my butt. Yeah, he had three. And he scored the goal also as well in the game. A 5-2 to two loss in San Jose. Again, it felt like, a, oh, you know, the Wild had been on break for a while, the hangover, but to be fair, this was a back-to-back. We had just beaten the uh, Anaheim Ducks in a game that was kind of like a, a slow starter, and then the Wild pulled away. You're hoping maybe you had a similar situation here, but it just wasn't meant to be. Philip Gustafson had, a, a, you know, not, not his best game, but the play in front of him wasn't all that great either. It was, as they say, a total team effort. Mason Shaw nailed uh, game misconduct. That's why you see 15 penalty minutes. The kneeing thing, was it intentional, was it not? But unfortunate situation there, and he ended up getting suspended. So the last thing a guy like Mason Shaw needs, unfortunately, who hasn't been scoring lately. So I don't know. I don't want him to become one of those fringe, you know, quad A type of guys. That would suck. I'd love to see Mason Shaw remain in the National Hockey League for many, many years to come. John Merrill's the only defenseman with a point in the game with an assist. The Wild would end up scoring two goals, and of course, <laughs> and of course, Matt Zuccarillo got one of them, assisted by Kirill the Thrill, and of course, uh, Boldy. And Ericssonek. Nope, John Merrill for Ericssonek. Pardon me. Boldy uh, assisted with a uh, Zuccarello goal. Pardon me. So, uh, yep, that's like the top of the top line, basically. You could say when those guys work together on occasion, the line's shuffling around, and Dean Nevison's been more willing to shovel things around rather than just kind of like stay the course, stay the course, stay the course, stay the course. So that's definitely been a big compliment. Um, Zuccarello's passing skills, we know what they are, but he's been scoring like crazy as well. He's on pace for over 80 points, as long as he can stay healthy and not miss time like he did last year, where he missed 80 points by one. He had 79 last year. Did match Zuccarello. An amazing season, to be quite fair. Ryan Hartman, I'd have to say. who Who's that again? I don't know. Ryan Hartman is definitely not the guy he was last year. And I know he's coming back after a layoff and any type of shoulder injury, it's not a good thing. And some sometimes those type of things, they just, I don't know, the heel and all that stuff, but I don't know. You're just not as quick. You know what I mean? It's just, you're not as quick. Your coordination's not really where it needs to be. And I don't know. Hartman just feels like he's just kind of, he's just kind of a guy. He's just kind of there. You know what I mean? Kind of like Greenway when it comes to scoring. But Greenway, there's a little bit more of a presence. Hartman's been okay, but there's not really a whole lot to say. So I don't know. It's an unfortunate fact. Uh, he He was like the bargain of the century, and now the poor guy... So much for that, huh? You know, <laughs> so it's, it's unfortunate. Obviously, he's still probably do a raise one way or another, no matter how you shake it, but it isn't going to be what, what some people thought. And, of course, obviously, with the Minnesota Wild and their salary cap situation, you can very easily be priced off the team anyway. So very unlikely the way things are setting up that uh, Ryan Hartman will be back after next season. He, he might even be included in a trade. We'll see. Um a contract like that, though, I mean, what the hell? It's probably not the worst thing to, to, to hang on to. Uh, Sammy Walker called up again for the Winnipeg Jets game, again with the uh, suspension of Shaw. And, yeah, he, he has an empty net goal. We'll get back to that shortly. But everybody, and I mean everybody, says he, he just, he just, 
<laughs> he just reeks of uh, he just reeks of NHL. He's an NHL player. There's just there's no doubt. Every time you watch Sammy Walker, his presence, his confidence, his overall demeanor on the ice, and his game. His game matches up with the National Hockey League, not with the uh, American Hockey League. Crazy to think he's actually two years older than Boldy. So, again, I guess that kind of sort of makes sense in a way. He's taken advantage of his experience. And, you know, he's not one of those guys who's, you know, 23, 24, 25, and it's like, oh, yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. You know, he's, he's, doesn't, he's, he's not a fast enough skater. He doesn't have this. He's not quite that great at that. And those are the guys that are unfortunately stuck in the AHL purgatory for ever and ever and ever. And I feel for those guys. It's quite unfortunate, to be quite fair. I mean, nobody wants to be stuck in the same place forever, especially when it's not the goal of of, of their career and all that. Um, Felino's on IR, uh, again, like we said, and of course, DeHame still hasn't returned. So we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen with things. But, I, I mean, Sam, Sammy, Samuel Walker needs to be on the wild for many, many years, I think. And I, I hope he is. It would suck to see him get traded or something crazy like that. But I would hope they're not in any type of rush to do that. Uh, you'll hear more about trades and trade sweeteners and such as we head into the um, fan interaction segment. That's where we'll get, get deeper and deeper into that. There's there's probably bound to be some type of a trade coming up just because. Obviously, there's players that deserve to be here. Like, you know, I've said his name about 50 times now. And there's players that probably aren't going to be back, if you like it or not. Um, going into the summer, at the very least, with Dumba. That's pretty much been Russo's take most of the year. He'll probably play out the rest of the season and into the postseason, him being Matt Dumba. But he'll wind up being, you know, not resigned in the offseason. It'd be nice to get something back for him, but... It might maybe the maybe they look at it like Bill Guerin, like it's not fair value and it's too big of a loss to just give up a guy for you know uh, a mid-round draft pick or something like that. Uh, you would want an actual defenseman back in return because none of the major prospects are are really ready to go except Brock Faber, and that would be like April or something. Hopefully April, if you know what I'm hinting at. The national champion Minnesota Gophers for 2023. That's what we're hoping for. That they go the distance. So. That's the ongoing thing there. Again, the Sharks game stunk. You know, I mean, it's let's let's hear from Dean Evason. Okay. Hey, listen, our whole game sucked tonight. We got what we deserve. Okay, that wasn't after the game. That wasn't after this game. It was after something last year. But uh, it sums it up perfectly, though. Um, <laughs> it was a sucky game. It really was. You know, Philip Gustafson wasn't all that sharp, but no, neither was anybody else. It was kind of the whole team. And Philip Gustafson's one of the last people I'm going to complain about when it comes to the Minnesota Wild. Honest to God, he is an outstanding goaltender. Um, outstanding. So, And and he's, he's, he's the kind of guy you'd want to sign for your fantasy team at this point. Uh, he's been he's been that good, obviously, and he's he's definitely fantasy worthy. <laughs> I I signed him. Yep, I signed him. Yep, I was very happy about that. <laughs> and it's you know it's not like my goalie situation is uh, Vasilevsky and such. I think I had Vasilevsky last year, or was it the year before? So that felt really good. You had your Christmas break, your holiday break, whatever you want to call it. I still call it Christmas. Minnesota Wild hosted by the Winnipeg Jets, who are still in second place. Minnesota's knocking on the door, though. Knocking on the door. Let's get some home ice advantage and beat these guys, though. Maybe it doesn't matter, eh? Maybe it doesn't matter. Uh, Dean Everson puts Philip Gustafson right back in there, and what does he do? Delivers. Stops 31 of 32 shots. Very good game for him. Minnesota Wild just simply outplayed the Winnipeg Jets. Get three goals in Connor Hellebuck on 27 shots. 
Matt Zuccarillo has one of the highlights of the all of the entire season. It's almost hard to describe. It's like it's almost like he made the puck have. It's almost like he phased the puck like it had no matter as it went through the uh, defender of the Winnipeg Jets. I don't know how that got through. I, I, I have no idea, but it was one of the greatest passes I've ever seen. Uh, just the timing, the timing. <laughs> it was just gorgeous. Um, I couldn't believe it. I want to make sure I'm, yeah. Uh, Sp Spurgeon created the turnover, got it to Zuccarillo. Zuccarello just waited patiently, patiently. The defender went on the ground, you know, to try to, again, to block the pass to Freddie Goudreau. And it, it just was a gorgeous saucer pass from Zucks, Zucks or Zuccarello. He's not my, you know, he's not my teammate. I, I wish he was. He'd be a nice teammate, wouldn't he? <laughs> Some Zucks to Freddie Goudreau. 23rd assist of the season. Felt like his 90th um, because he's, he's been that good. And obviously, again, the 15 goals as well. Pretty damn cool. Uh, 16 goals. Excuse me. Sorry about that, Matt. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> nice play by Karol Kaprizov, getting him the puck in that one. Um, the, yeah, the chemistry between those guys, it's still the same and wonderful as it was all last year when they had that fun bit with uh, Ryan Hartman, you know, drinking the coffee, saying, just, just, just give me the dang coffee, okay? Come on. You know, <laughs> it was kind of funny. So uh, but instead of just pass, 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 <laughs> getting a little too cute, right? But um, that one, it wasn't even about getting cute. It was about scoring a goal. The timing of the pass, the release, uh, the release of the pass, and the accuracy of it to Freddie Goudreau to add it to everything else. Freddie Goudreau with his ninth goal of the season. It was nice, but the Zuccarillo pass was the highlight of that play. Absolutely great. Uh, Jared Spurgeon, really nice game as well, scoring his fourth goal of the season on the power play to make it one nothing very early. Hartman did get his fifth assist, so I don't want to bash Hartman too much. I don't think he's getting. Uh, I don't think he's going to get the uh, James Shepard Memorial. We'll see. Sam Steele's a big candidate. No, he's not. Two assists in the game early on to put the Wild up two nothing, before some Winnipeg Jets fans might have been in their seats. Two nothing, Minnesota. Six minutes into the first period, and that felt great. But Pierre Luc Dubois <laughs> with his 16th goal of the year. Unfortunately, Minnesota Wild, that was kind of one of those what-the-hell-can-you-do type of goals, but luckily, that was all. Uh, Josh Morrissey, 34 assists. Kyle Connor, 24 on the year. Nice numbers for those guys. Obviously, they're two of the best players on the Winnipeg Jets, despite certain players being out, like Wheeler and Scheifele. Uh, um, yeah, but Scheifele did play, but uh, didn't, didn't score in the game. And Wheeler's missed a significant amount of time. I can still see Blake Wheeler doing the skull, you know, doing the skull chant. That was right before the Saints game. I remember that. It was the day before the Saints game when the uh, Vikings defeated the Saints. I, I can't remember if that was 17. Was it that far back or was it 19 when the Vikings beat the Saints? Because I know they beat them both times. Somehow, I think that was 17. It was like way back. Because that was, you know, obviously a 13-3 and Vikings game. A lot of people thought we were going to the Super Bowl. Well, maybe maybe this year we are. We'll see. Still got the same stinking Philadelphia Eagles lurking above us, though. So <sighs> check out the Purple Mafia podcast if you want to hear about some of that. Um, but the Winnipeg Jets game, of course, again, it was a nice feeling. And the nicest feeling of all outside of that highlight pass by Zuccarello to uh, Freddie Goudreau was the empty net goal by Sammy Walker. <clears throat> it's like you knew he's going to score at some point, and it was frustrating how they would take a, how they took assist away from him in the last game he played. 
him being again Sammy Walker. It was frustrating when they took it away from him, but you know, it is what it is. They didn't want to give him the second assist, and it sure looked like he earned it. But then he ends up getting his first goal of his career. One goal, no assist in five games so far, but looked like an awesome player the whole time he was out there. Some guys, like, dare I say, Marco Rossi, you kind of barely noticed him. Though occasionally you'd see a nice defensive play, and occasionally you'd see a nice scoring chance created that unfortunately didn't finish. So I shouldn't say that uh, Rossi was completely invisible, but I would say that Sammy Walker's been more visible than Sammy Walker, uh, or than Sammy Walker, than Marco Rossi. Uh, was at the time he was up with Minnesota. That is not a bash on Rossi. He's, he's got time. Sammy Walker's 23, and Marco Rossi is 20. So, simple math there. He's actually about three years and three months older than Marco Rossi. So, obviously, there's plenty of time there. That's like that's like a whole college career, practically. So, you know, that's plenty of time. Like, Rossi would be, what, like a, a sophomore or something? Or would he be a junior? Well, it depends. Yeah, I guess. I guess he would be a junior already. Jeez. Well, whatever. <laughs> I, I think he'd be a junior. But, yeah, he'd probably be absolutely dominating college. That's the one thing. But hasn't adjusted to the National Hockey League yet. Obviously, again, 16 games, only one assist. Did create scoring chances that, unfortunately, didn't finish. It's not 100% his fault. But it kind of is what it is. Adam Beckman, also five games so far up at the, the big club. I can't believe it's been five games. Huh. But, yeah, he was called up during the break as well because of... Uh, situations with the injuries and the, and the suspension and all that stuff. Adam Beckman is becoming more and more willing to play in the, uh, the bottom six role rather than just being a scorer because I think he realizes the situation here. You've got to be able to make it. You've got to be able to make it. You've got to be willing to put in some of that as well. Uh, to put in some of that extra effort and such. That's how uh, Jason Zucker ultimately made it with the Minnesota Wild years ago where it looked like he was going to you know, be possibly a bust for like a minute there. And then eventually he broke through. He got better and all that. So, you know, anybody that can play in all situations uh, obviously has more value to a team. And the good news is Adam Beckman also, again, dare we say his age, 21. So, quite a few years remaining in his hockey career, God willing. God willing. I can't believe Brandon DeHame is 25. Wow. I can't believe it, but I suppose he, he went all the way through school. So, it is what it is. Played a lot of... Uh, Played a lot of uh, uh, AHL hockey as well and definitely earned his stripes. But an overall fun night for the Minnesota Wild versus the Winnipeg Jets. It's been a good year. It's it's up and down with these Jets. Sometimes they sometimes they're the ones beating us four to one, five to three, five to two, and then other years it's us beating beating them. So luckily it's us beating them so far. And the Minnesota Wild still very much in contention. Yeah, into the postseason and everything. There is one very scary thing that we do need to talk about when it comes to the postseason. <laughs> there is no room for error. None. There is no room for error. The Minnesota Wild have 42 points. The ninth seed Edmonton Oilers have 40. So think about that. Minnesota would play Winnipeg on the first round, the second versus the third, all that cute stuff, and we would be the fifth seed, so to speak, if there was still one through eight. But we're talking everybody. It's an absolute log jam from Winnipeg down to Edmonton. And even Vancouver is still within striking distance. They're only seven points behind Minnesota. St. Louis is within striking distance. So you get on a little hot streak, watch out. Nashville is a very dangerous team as well. So it's those four clubs that could definitely be a a huge threat in the not-too-distant future. And then Colorado, let's not forget, they're two points behind the Wild. Just two points behind the Wild. The Colorado Avalanche are behind the Wild right now. We all know how that could change very quickly. 
Um, the whole obnoxious games in hand thing. Yeah. Oh, we got games in hand, though. Calgary is back in the postseason, but they've played 37 games versus the Wilds, 34. Uh, Vegas is the top seed, but they played 38. Dallas is all, or excuse me, Los Angeles has played 38. Uh, Colorado's only 33. Seattle, 33. So watch out for those two teams. Of course, they could easily catch up. Nashville, only 33. Arizona's not a threat, but they're certainly better than last year. Surely, surely they're better than last year. And they'd have to be, right? 12 and 16, they're only four games under 500. So it's not like, oh, wow, watch out for the Coyotes. But they're they're not they're not that bad. Like they're like they're not like Chicago. <laughs> Chicago is what uh, Arizona was the last couple of years. Eight and twenty-one. They're clearly falling off the face of the earth. And Patrick Kane is losing interest clearly. And Jonathan Taves is frustrated beyond human recognition. And I don't blame him. It would be annoying. It'd be annoying to be on a team that is just kind of like either just not good and or they don't give a damn. There was the Zuccarillo play, believe it or not, the replay of Winnipeg and Minnesota is on the screen right now, thankfully, which is great. And that was that insane saucer pass to number 89. Oh, man. I mean, that was... (laughs) That might be the play of the year when it comes to Minnesota. And... Okay, yeah, it went underneath the defender. That's what it was. That's what I thought it was. Oh, my God. Just the timing of it. Just, oh. No, he got it over. It's so hard to explain. Yeah, he raised it over, which is even better. That's just sick, you know, and I really appreciate Zuccarello and what he brings to this team. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes there's a little puck luck involved, but with that with that level of passing skills, you create puck luck when you have passing skills at that level. Uh, Matt Boldy's certainly been playing significantly better for the most part. He had struggled for a while. It's not like he's racking up the points, but he's got some. I mean, he's got 27 and 34 Kirill Kaprizov still on pace for around 100-ish, 44 and 34. He had a little bit quieter week in and Zuccarello has been absolutely off the charts. Amazing. So you can kind of guess who the Mike Madonna Award winner is for this show. It is Matt Zuccarello. Matt Zuccarello out of Norway. Yes, sir. And that might be why you see some uh, <laughs> some of those people from that, that part of the world listening to Brave the Wild. Maybe it's a Zuccarillo's fans or Zuccarillo's family or something. You never know. So we'll probably get into that a little bit as we head into the third segment, the demographics and such. I think it's fun to look at. It's Again, like I always call it like a new toy to me. Um, I can even get into it now. Yeah, Norway, six. Uh, excuse me, yep. Yeah, some people are listening from Norway, Finland. Finland's number two behind the United States. Yep, United Kingdom. Isn't that cool? Japan, that's really cool. Chechia, I like that very much. So, thank you all so much, every one of you, all across the world. We will get deeper into that in the third segment. The uh, James Shepard Memorial, it's 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 Ryan Hartman. No, I, I don't know. Last time I think I gave it to Greenway because he'd been kind of struggling. Ah, dare I say Mason Shaw. Oh, Mason, I don't want to do this to you, but, well, getting suspended, and obviously he hadn't been much of a factor of late. It's a fairly gentle one, but then again, getting suspended is not going to help your cause. I know. I mean, you have to be careful, this and that, what you do out there. So, Mason Shaw will ring in the uh, James Shepard Memorial, the last one of 2022. Matt Zuccarillo brings in the Mike Madonna Award, the last of 2022. With that, we'll take a quick break since it was only two games, and Gosh, I guess it's already about standard time for a first segment anyway. That's kind of funny. Uh, Three games to preview, and of course you'll hear about DraftKings and the prospects and all that cool stuff. (laughs) 
back here on Brave the Wild, segment number two. We're going to preview the three upcoming games, look at the prospects, but first, let's hear from our sponsor, DraftKings, uh, at the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey fans light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 on pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot and an even bigger payout. So, yep, you know, Kirill Kaprizov is going to get a hat-trick versus the Stars tonight. It's gonna They're going to score five goals, and they're going to beat the Stars 5-3, something like that, or I would sure like to believe that. Jake Ottinger is a pretty tough goalie, so maybe not uh, five goals, but we'll see. <laughs> Be careful about overbetting on that one, right? <laughs> combine, combine multiple bets. Oh, no, I already read that. I apologize. Yeah, but yeah, it's obviously about the, uh, adding more legs to your bet the more you win, all of that, you know, so obviously, again, because it's tougher odds, you know, like you, you pick them to win with scoring four goals, not just to win. So simple, but simple, but and makes a lot of sense. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Of course, that's the Hockey Podcast Network. Really proud to be a part of them. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Absolutely. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let's look at those uh, Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars. I just heard on the, uh, what is it called? Minnesota Wild Weekly. How dare I listen, right? No, of course I will. Uh, talking to Jake Ottinger. All right. So, obviously, a guy with uh, a nice future. He came from Lakeville. God rest uh, Neil Thiesing. Obviously, again, some of you see him as uh, one of the hosts. He was a host. He was an occasional co-host, and we had so much fun, and it goes back into the years. But, unfortunately, he passed away in early February 2018. Um, oh, God. Cardiac arrest that led to brain damage, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yep, still still hurts. Yep, gosh. Obviously, it's the kind of thing, you know, it's a, you, you can never fill a hole of someone. Uh, what what an awesome person uh, Neil Nate Dog Thiesing truly was. So, every time I hear about Lakeville, I think about Neil Thiesing, like, right away. So, um, Jake Ottinger is the goalie, and he's he's from Lakeville. So, he, he played in Lakeville and all that, so, was it Lakeville North, so, mm, Jake, I, I respect you, I do, I really do, and he's a hell of a goalie, what did he stop, like 70 shots versus the Flames, so, wouldn't mind having him on Minnesota, but, well, if, uh, if, if, uh, Jesper Volstead is, is as advertised, hopefully we'll be okay, but, uh, Jake has got an awesome future with those Dallas Stars, doesn't he, truly, 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 Dallas Stars, Minnesota. This one is in Texas, right? Nope, this isn't Minnesota. Cool. Excel Energy Center. Tonight, uh, 7 p.m., like you'd expect. First place Stars, third place Minnesota Wild. 21-9 and 6th. Wild are not too far behind the Stars. Denis Garyanov. Yep. How, how do I know how to pronounce that? I just, I've heard the name before. I've heard that <laughs> name in the past. Nick Kamano, also out. Uh, Garyanov. 
They gave him uh, indefinite leave of absence. Interesting. Uh, December the 21st. And they placed uh, Kamano on IR way back in September. So that doesn't sound good, unfortunately. It really doesn't. Middleton's out. That's another reason why Goligoski's been in. But that's okay. Let Middleton continue to heal and all that. And Goligoski's been wonderful, to be fair. And maybe he should be up here instead of, or been playing anyway. He's up here. Goligoski instead of uh, John Merrill at times. That's another possibility. Marcus Bellino, injured reserve as of the 22nd of December. The Dallas Stars are second in the National Hockey League, as Wes Walls might say, in goals. Second in the league in goals. That's, that's Robertson for you, right, with 24. Jeez. Tenth in goals against under, believe it or not, the Wilder seventh. The Wilder 20th in goals for, but seventh in goals against. So actually, we're actually better than the Stars right now, which is pretty crazy. Um, the Wild did win in a shootout, 3-2 to two on December the 4th. That was a fun game. 6-5 to five officially. The Wild did lean 5 to nothing in that game, and which is freaking stupid. How do you blow a lead like that? Or was it 5-1? to one? Either way, it's like, why? Like, how? Why? Nope, yep, the Stars actually tied it up 1-1. One to one. And then, yeah, that's what I thought. 5-1, to one. my apologies. And the Stars came roaring back. Furious rally, Minnesota Wild style, uh, in about a 10-minute span. 10-minute span, four freaking goals by Roop, Roop Hints, Jason Robertson, Mason Marchment. Hmm. And Hints again, that was a hat trick, right? Yeah, he scored the goal at the beginning. He had a hat trick. That's what I thought. I, I knew there was a hat trick in this game. It wasn't us. Nope, it was Hints. He took the Hints, but unfortunately couldn't get it done in the, uh, the shootout. Minnesota Wild survived that one. Bing, bang, boom. We scored all three goals in that. So that felt pretty good. Wild escape, uh, absolute disaster versus the Dallas Stars in Dallas win the game. That would have been a horrible loss. Horrible. I mean, you know, Dallas is a good team, but you don't blow 5-1 leads. I don't care if you're at home or on the road. That's freaking stupid. <laughs> it, it is. <clears throat> Obviously, again, Dallas, very talented team, blah, blah, blah. Odinger, 2.43 goals against average. Saber Center, just about 92. Two shutouts on last season. 51 points for Jason Robertson. Kirill who? Kind of, sort of. Well, that's what he'd like you to believe anyway. Um, yeah, he's a hell of a player, though. 24 point, uh, goals, 27 assists. He Not only does he score the goals, he gets the assists as well. Overall, the best player on the Dallas Stars outside of Jake Ottinger. Hints also, though, 18 goals in the season, helped by that hat trick about a month ago now. 40 points on the season. Jamie Benn's been playing a bit better than last year. Both him and Sagan were, like, pretty lousy last year. Sagan certainly behind Ben. Yeah, like last year, they looked kind of old and tired and kind of wrapped up. But, yeah, uh, but definitely uh, still got that uh, still got that fountain of youth going. Heskinen's become a much more of an offensive threat. Now 21 assists on the season, the defenseman, of course, for Dallas. Young defense, and it keeps getting better and better. So good for him. At the end of the day, our old friend Ryan Studer, 36 games, Mr. Reliable, 8 assists. 8 assists. Certainly not the same guy he was before. Riley Tufty, I believe, former gopher, right? Or no, he was with the uh, Duluth, uh, the Duluth, uh, whatever they're called, <laughs> Bulldogs. I keep wanting to call them the Blue Devils. I don't know why that is. It's freaking weird. Scott Wedgwood's the backup. I believe he used to play for the uh, New Jersey Devils, right? Goals against an average of three, but save percentage of 91, which tells you he faces a lot of shots, a lot of shots. So play the play in front of Wedgwood wasn't really helpful. That's why his goals against average is three, but still six to four. So they've been winning in shootouts. Ottinger, 15-5 on Le Cizan. 
Dallas Stars are three and two in their last five. Losing to Carolina, 5-4. to four. Okay, nice effort in Carolina, by the way. They win in Columbus, 2-1. to one. Lose to Edmonton at home, 6-3. to three. Hmm. Beat Montreal in, uh, not in the Stanley Cup final, but in the, uh, no. Neither one, <laughs> they never played them in the final. No, I'm getting it mixed up because, yeah, I was like back in both of those Tampa years, both Dallas and Montreal lost to Tampa. Gosh, and they both beat Vegas too, which was really annoying. Ugh, Stars win four to two at Nashville, three to two victory most recently, and now at Minnesota tonight. Minnesota, hopefully, we can take advantage, get the get the job done, win another game versus this team. This is a good one. It's going to be a really nice game. I think it's going to be a lot of uh, interesting action going on. Could be a four to three win for Minnesota, something along those likes. I'm going to step out in faith. And believe in that the Minnesota Wild defeat the Dallas Stars tonight. That'd be a huge step in the right direction. And the screen just went white. I just love that. Yep, yep. So things are shaping up like I'm thinking. Yeah, Stars or Minnesota will beat the Stars four to three. Uh, the most likely guy to score will be Eric Hall. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Remember how many times he scored against the, the Dallas Stars? <laughs> Eric Halla. No, it's gonna be uh, if he plays. I think Ryan Hartman gets his first NHL goal tonight. If he plays, if he plays. If he doesn't play, did I say Ryan Hartman? Adam Beckman gets his first NHL goal tonight. Adam Beckman gets his first NHL goal tonight in case I said Ryan Hartman. Losing my mind. I deeply apologize. Uh, if he doesn't play tonight, but I do think he does, but just in case he doesn't, uh, I believe that uh, the most likely guy to score other than that, let's, uh, well, <laughs> let's go with Kirill Kaprizov, right? <laughs> Surprise, right? So, yeah, he's, he's going to score, and I'm sure Robinson's going to score as well. I think both of those guys score every time we play against each other. That uh, rivalry going back to the whole uh, Calder Cup deal. Minnesota then celebrates New Year's Eve in St. Louis, which is a loss. Yep. Minnesota Wilds' history on New Year's Eve has been awful. Minnesota Wilds' play against the St. Louis Blues for the last two years has been awful. Hopefully that can change, and it absolutely can. The series is just starting. I'm going to backtrack real quick. I apologize. I want to see what the Stars series is, because it should be four games, right? Yeah. So, at Minnesota, and then we head to Dallas on February the 8th, and we host the Dallas Stars on February 17th. All right. February the 8th, that's either, yeah, that's right about when Neil passed away in 2018. I think it was officially the 7th, though, but, yeah, it was right around that time. Oh, man. Mm. Yeah, that was sad. A really terrible, terrible time. Terrible. Uh, St. Louis Blues, the series. Yep, you got the New Year's Eve game. So we play them only once in 2022. January the 8th, we host the Blues. Head to uh, St. Louis in March 15th. Watch out. And then host the uh, the Wild host the Blues. We head to St. Louis on March 15th. Head to St. Louis. Uh, host the Blues on April the 8th, if I ever get it out correctly. Apologize. A nut job. Taylor Krug, Tyler Tory Krug. <laughs> Tyler Tyler, Tory Krug, was placed on injured reserve as of the 27th of December. Cairo, obviously a very valuable player, did not play on December 23rd. Okay, so whatever that means, it means he probably will play in this one. Uh, per, Pernovich will undergo surgery and will be out for, and will be reevaluated in six months as of October the 4th. So maybe we'll see him in March or April or something. Ah, Perunovic, Scott Perunovic, that's unfortunate. Reevaluated in six months. 
I'm not happy to hear something like that. Really? Robert Thomas is the goal-scoring leader of the St. Louis Blues? What's going on here? And we're tied with the Blues in scoring. We're tied. 107 each. 20th in the league. The Blues are 27th in goals against. Yuck. Um, power. I didn't even look at Dallas's power play. Ugh. I'm a mess today, and I apologize. Jeez. I'm going to backtrack to Dallas again. I am so sorry. They're 7th in the power play. The Wild are 11th. The Stars are at 4th in the penalty uh, penalty kill. The Wild are 13th. The Dallas Stars are in the top 10 in both special teams. The Wild are 31st in penalty minutes. Stars are 27th. So on and so forth. So now that I'm having to backtrack over and over again, I am really sorry. The Blues are 12th in the power play, right with us. And 28th in the penalty kill. So hopefully they can get into the box. Unfortunately, even though they have the, one of the suckier penalty kills in the league, they're the best team in the National Hockey League about not going in the penalty box. Them being the St. Louis Blues, only 237 minutes. Number one in the NHL in that category. So that's a nice stat there. The Blues 2-3 and three in their last five. They've lost three in a row. They beat Calgary 5-2, to two, beat Vancouver uh, 5-1. to one. Very impressive wins in the Mountain and Pacific uh, Pacific zones there. And then they stay in the Pacific area and get crushed by Seattle 5-2. to two, Go back to Mountain. I guess it is technically Pacific, but it's more mountainy, I would say. Vegas 5-4 to four lost in Vegas. And then defeated by the Toronto Blue Jays, Maple Leafs, in St. Louis 5-4. to four. <sighs> The Blues are down there quite a bit, but they're still within range of catching Minnesota and whoever else. What, seven points behind us? And a game like this could easily help them get a little closer. It's been an insanely tough matchup for the Wild, annoyingly. And I don't know why, honestly. It just is. Though we've had great success against this team in the past, just not lately. Jordan Cairo is leading the club in scoring with 17 goals, 33 assists. Robert Thomas is not the leading goal scorer, but he does have the most assists with 24. So good for Robert Thomas there with 32 points. Bad Vlad Tarasenko. He's played in all 33 games and is almost a point a game. 10 goals, 19 assists. He always finds a way to score against the Minnesota Wild. Um, yeah, Brandon Shen, good for him. 27 points on the season. Ryan O'Reilly, what is going on with Ryan O'Reilly? Oof, he's fallen off the face of the earth. What's going on? 35 games, 16 points. 35 games, 16 points. Ryan O'Reilly is definitely not the same guy. Seems like yesterday he was the undisputed leader and star of the St. Louis Blues and they won the Stanley Cup and all that cool stuff after that uh, nice comeback. Brandon Sod is still on the blows. Wow, only 10 points in 28 games. He's never been a really uh, prolific scorer, but he's been a pain in the ass for the Wild forever. Tyler Pitlick, not Rem, but Tyler Pitlick, only two points in 22 games. Lots of twos there. Will Bitten, former Minnesota Wild, kind of, sort of prospect, uh, free agent prospect, one assist in four games. Will Bitten, remember him? Not too long ago, right? Um, Nick Letty, former Minnesota Wild, you know, draft pick that was here for about five minutes. 11 assists for the Blues, and that's it. So it's not a pretty team, but they've been a headache to play against for the Stars or the Wild, and hopefully um, hopefully our fortunes change against this club. Jordan Bridgington's averaging uh, 3.2 goals against, save percentage 89, but two shutouts on the season. Good for him. Thomas Grice, so that's where he is now. Man, his goals against average sucks everywhere lately. He's had, He had some wonderful seasons with the uh, New York Islanders, but outside of that, he, is, he has been rocked. 
3.55 goals against. Save percentage is 90, though. So, again, facing tons of shots. That's where you get weird anomalies like that, where the goals against average is almost like a half goal higher than the other guy, and the save percentage is better. So the play in front of Thomas Grice hasn't been helpful at all. The Blues win, though, unfortunately. In my opinion, until further notice, I picked the Blues to win this game 4-2. to two. Jared Spurgeon will score his fifth goal of the season for Minnesota, but the Wild did not win the game, unfortunately. Um, who do we have next? It's the Tampa Bay Lightning, right? They almost won three cups in a row, but didn't quite make it. <laughs> they, they were close. But then Colorado just kind of took charge of that series and prevented the three-peat, which would have been the first since the New York Islanders. This one will be on TNT. TNT, because they're not going to be busy with basketball. That's Thursday night. So, But thankfully, hockey's got some uh, TNT action going on. Rudolph, Rudolph's Bolsters placed on injured reserve as of November 26th. So, all right. Braden Point, mm -mm. Braden Point and the Tampa Bay Lightning, all these guys, special teams, this and that. They're 7th in goals, the Wilder 20th. I thought I just read that. They must be tied with the Stars. 8th in goals against, not a huge surprise there. The Minnesota Wild, again, this is the Wild hosting Tampa on Wednesday, the 4th of January. And then Tuesday, January 24th, we head to Tampa. So I'm guessing we'll be playing the Panthers right around that time as well for a Florida two-step. Tampa Bay is 6th in the power play and 6th in the penalty kill. Good. At least the uh, at least something else isn't a 6. That'd be kind of creepy. <laughs> penalty minutes 19th, and there you go. Obviously, again, an, a wonderful franchise that's done a heck of a lot. No shutouts on the season for the Lightning. Interesting. Brian, Brian Elliott, now a super veteran. He's got to be pretty old. The backup goalie for Andre Vasilevsky. I believe he was there last year as well, was uh, Brian Elliott. He's been all over the place. Save percentage of 918 for Vasilevsky. Elliott's giving up 3.31 goals. Save percentage about 89.5, but he's 7-2 on the season thanks to Tampa's uh, ability to score goals. Just that simple. Kucherov with 37 assists. Elite numbers. Only 13 goals, but that's okay. 37 assists. 50 total points. He's ahead of Kirill the Thrill. He's having an amazing run. Once again, Steven Stamkos, the now uh, wily veteran, has been staying healthy, so good for him. It was Health was an issue for that guy forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. 38 points on the season. He was the star player of Tampa when they went to the final and lost to the frickin' Blackhawks in 2015. You could tell who I was cheering for in that series. You can kind of tell. Uh, recently, they had a rematch against Montreal, did Tampa. We'll get back to that shortly. Uh, God, I just... <laughs> Uh, Louis, uh, Louis, Louis Belpedio, I mean Braden Point, yeah, I think most of you know that inside joke, leads the club in goals with 19, 34 total points, 33 games, Nick Hagel, or Brandon Hagel the Bagel with uh, 27 points, 13 goals, 14 assists, Kilhorn, also valuable piece, up and down the line of Victor Hedman, awesome legendary defenseman of the Tampa Bay Lightning, 19 assists on the season with only one goal, but yeah, not bad. Ian Cole, former Minnesota Wild player, 12 points on the year. He's putting, he's lighting the lamps a little better, helping other guys do it with nine assists, three goals. Good for him. Corey Perry, the ancient Wiley, big veteran, Stanley Cup champion of the Anaheim Ducks way back in 2007. Imagine starting your career with a Stanley Cup pretty much, and then, you know, being on all these good teams but not getting it again. Ugh. And he lost three in a row, actually, didn't he? He lost to the Stars, he lost to the Montreal Canadiens, and then the team that beat him twice. 
he went there in hopes maybe they'd score a three-peat, and they get to the final and lose to the Avalanche. Oh, Corey. But at least he did get that cup way back in 07, but it must feel like ancient history now, unfortunately, and I'm sure it does. A winnable game for Minnesota, no doubt. The Wild play well against the Tampa Bay Lightning. We just do. Uh, we just play well against the Tampa Bay Lightning for whatever reason. And I think the Wild escape with a 4-3 win in this one, or a 3-2 win. It's usually low-scoring. Uh, low-scoring game, 3-2 win. Low-scoring, maybe 2-1 or 2-2 and go into a shootout. But the Wild escape with a victory versus the Tempe Lightning. We'll say 3-2 at the end of the day. Uh, Matt Boldy is the most likely guy to score in this one. Just kind of throwing out that. I always do that just for fun. But the Wild go 2 Two out of three ain't bad. They they meet loaf this week at the end of the day. So let's look at talk about the prospects next. Well, 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 it's the uh, World Junior Championships and all that fun stuff. So we'll kind of start with some of those guys. Liam Ugrin, guys like that. Or so I would like before everything just blew up on my screen here. I apologize. Ay, <laughs> caramba. Well, so far, in the International Junior, he does have one assist for Sweden in the under-20 International Junior. One assist in three games for Liam Ogren. 14 points. It's Ogren or Ogren, but I mean, I don't know. I, I guess Ogren seems to grow off the tongue a little better. He had 14 points so far for his club there as well. So, yep, for uh, Sweden, of course, Sweden. For his Swedish club, Swedish hockey, nine goals, five assists. Good for him. Yeah, Liam Ogren, one assist so far in the three games he's played in the World Junior Championships. It's a lot of fun to watch, isn't it? A lot of people call it the best thing to look forward to. Jack Pert, he's one of the older ones. Him and uh, Ben Carey, yeah, oh, he's so old, right? Sophomore in college. And there he is in his USA uniform. Really cool. Uh, that guy is going to play in the NHL. There's something about him. I, I think he's going to be there. I, I, I really do. Um, he's got one assist in two games so far in the World Junior Classic. He actually played in it last year as well. Uh, he had two assists in four games last year, but uh, so far one assist in two games, and he had 15 points so far for St. Cloud State University in the sophomore season, just two points behind. Two points. Two points. I like to talk clear English behind uh, last year. Uh, last year's total, so Jack Pert definitely major steps forward, and hopefully he can uh, continue to be a factor for USA, USA, World Junior Classic. Caden Benkier, Cam Looms Blazers, one of the cooler names and logos and all that. Love it. Absolutely love what they do. World Junior Classic, it sounds familiar. Two goals and one assist for Canada. For Canada. He's on pace for 84 points, though, in the WHL, the Cam Looms Blazers. He's an alternate captain, him being Caden Benkier. Last year in 68 games, he scored 21 goals. This year in 24, he's got 20 goals, but only 13 assists. Come on, man. <laughs> we'll see, though. He had a decent postseason last year with the Camelops Blazers. They went deep into the playoffs, 17 games to be exact. Pretty cool. Ben Kier playing some big-time playoff hockey. Kind of like that. couple guys as well, Euro-style. David Speshik, that's my guy, again, playing in the queue there. Love what he does, and again played for the former Columbus Blue Jacket defenseman. Uh, David also is a defenseman. Right shot, 19 years of age, born on February 18th, 2003. So, yeah, people literally have a special place in my heart coming out of Chechia. Wow. 
Wow, that was the exact day. Wow, let's leave that alone. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, six goals, 20 assists. Wow, I'm just blown away by that. Six goals, 20 assists in, um, you know, for the for the Q, for the Sherbrooke Phoenix, cool name. 26 points, definitely an offensive juggernaut of a player, at least in the, in the Q. But let's look at the World Junior Classics, huh? What's he doing in the World Junior Classics? That's right, in two goals, or two goals, yeah, in two games, he's got two goals and two assists, four points, so, basic, all right, outstanding, two points a game so far in the two games he's played in the World Junior Classic, David Speshik showing up to play, keep it up, man, keep it up, love it, Petrovsky, coming out of Slovakia, if I remember correctly, I just want to make sure I'm doing these guys correctly, Petrovsky, Servak, up Slovakia, only 18 years of age, August 10th, 2004. He's a centre for Slovakia in the World Junior Classics. Two goals, uh, two games, no points. I keep saying goals. God. Uh, the Owen Sound attack of the Ontario Hockey League, of course. So he is in North America, as I've said in the past. A little bit over a point a game. So he's doing well at the OHL. But, of course, one of the super young guys in our prospect pool. Um, so... Again, hasn't hasn't uh, scored yet in the World Junior Classics. Unfortunately, this will be Jack Pert's last one because you got to be under 20, right? So that's just the way it is, <clears throat> unfortunately. So Jack Pert, guys like that. But uh, love what uh, Speshek has done so far. He's definitely the best player so far, and I wish I picked it. I picked Ben Kier. He's actually been doing fine. What did he have? Two points. So it's not like he's doing bad or anything. Or was it just one assist? Apologize. Yeah, the most outstanding player so far, David Speshek. And it's probably going to wind up being him. And I'm totally fine with that. Danila Yurov out of Russia. Again, our second first-round pick. Again, Ugrin came in the uh, Kevin Viola trade, of course, with uh, Brock Faber. Might end up being a phenomenal trade, and it might not. We'll see. But looks promising at the very least. So let's get to Yurov. Sorry, almost getting distracted here by something. Come on, score, Minnesota. Just kidding. Um, in the MHL, he has one goal, five assists, six points, so point a game in the MHL. That's the AHL for the KHL. In 41 games, Yurov had four goals, five assists. So, yep, that's the same numbers he'd had before, and he's projected for 14 in the KHL. But in the MHL, he's, you know, he's almost a point a game. So, okay, he's uh, Jules Eriksson ecking it, basically, at the AHL level, so to speak, in Russia anyway. 19 years of age. Just turned 19. Happy belated birthday one week ago. Happy belated birthday. If I didn't say it last week, I deeply apologize. Danila, you're off. 19 years of age. Coming out of Russia, of course. 24th overall pick for Minnesota in the 2022 draft. <laughs> Sorry, having a little fun here, of course. There's nothing wrong with that, I hope. If, if you don't like it, well, that, that, that hurt my feelings. Hunter Hate, a guy who scored eight goals in three games at one point. Well, he's at seven goals and uh, seven. He's at 13 points in seven games with four goals and nine assists. If I say goals one more time with the games played, I am going to snap. Of course, everything's shut down anyway for the Classic, so that's kind of how that goes when it comes to that. And, of course, yes, you know, with hockey, uh, college hockey shut down with the Christmas slash winter break. Four points for the University of Denver's Reger Lawrence, the defending national champs of their 19th national championship. So unfortunately, a lot of stuff is shut down. I didn't start in Iowa this time. Milne actually did have a point recently. Good for him. I believe he scored a goal. He's now at five points. Two goals, three assists in 19 games. Michael Milne 
Good for him. As again, he's the 20-year-old rookie on the Iowa Wild. 20-year-old rookie, third-round pick for Minnesota. Not super productive yet, but probably adjusting from juniors to AHL and I don't know. Doggone it. I hope he plays a little better. We'll see. Because third-round pick, you're hoping for something. Healy, University of Harvard. Again, numbers are the same, and he's missed a ton of time. Five points in 11 games. Spacek talked about him. Petrovsky. Now let's get to Iwija shortly. I'll talk about the... I'm going to save them for last this time. Carson Lambeau has played another couple games here. But, uh, yep, still at 21 points in 25 games. Some people are saying he's more of like a he's more of like a second pairing defenseman instead of a top pair, uh, when uh, you know projecting to the National Hockey League, and that's unfortunate. We'll see if that can change, because yeah, he's a first round pick. You're hoping for a little better, but hey, if you can get a top four defenseman, I shouldn't complain too much, can I? Especially when you got like 19 defensemen in your system. I mean, if if he makes the team, that's an accomplishment at the beginning, competing against like you know nine other guys. So that's how that works. Jack Pert, again, who I think has absolutely got NHL, uh, has an NHL future. Absolutely. If he doesn't, that would really suck. Kyle Mostas, 31 points in 30 games. And this is a defenseman for the Kamloops Blazers. Impressive numbers. Again, double last year. Double. Double last year. Um, he's a point-of-game guy with 27 assists. Love what Kyle Masters has done. Josh Pilar. Well, a point-to-game guy, but he's missed a significant amount of time. Only 12 games so far. 12 points, 12 games. It's unfortunate. Nate Benoit, 10 points in 25 games. Two goals, eight assists for the Omaha Lancers. You gotta like those Omaha Lancers. Maybe if Gerald String is listening, he maybe watches them sometimes. Maybe. Uh, he, I believe he comes from Scotts Bluff. Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. <clears throat> so, pretty cool. Again, yep, he's a fan of... Uh, uh, Purple Mafia, and Freedom of Thought. That's a political podcast. That I'll be <laughs> just leave that where that is. Let's get to the, well, nope, I'm going to scroll around a little more. Marat Huznadinov, not eligible for the World Junior Classics. He's now 20 years of age, 24 points in 23, and 43 games, 8 goals, 16 assists. So he's doing something, and his plus minus is higher. Again, great skater, great defender who can score here and there. And now let's jump right into those, uh, well, real quick, I'll talk about first off. He ended up being the prospect of the week. For uh, He had kind of an epic uh, couple games here, and I believe I had a little brief conversation. We'll talk about that in Fan Interaction, but he ended up being prospect of the week. I believe he had four points, but he hasn't been doing all that much. Of course, he's only 21 years of age playing in the KHL. Like That's not that easy. Uh, three goals, six assists in nine games. Uh, in 23 games, pardon me, 9 points. <laughs> Something's not right with me right now. Last year, World Junior Classics in 5 games, no points, nothing, unfortunately. That was last year, of course. But, um, yeah, uh, he's still our property, so there's there's always still a chance, but odds are he's probably not coming back, and Bill Guerin's going to be like hell with it, just like what happened with Menel and uh, the other guy who was in, uh, Jack McBain, who ended up being a pain. <laughs> Rhyme not intended. The Iowa Wild. So we're wrapping things up with the Iowa Wild. Again, they you know they've been mostly on break, only a couple of games. Um, Walker, of course, is up with Minnesota. He had 24 points in 23 games. Awesome. Fogarty's back down with Iowa now, and he has had an assist lately. Nine goals, 12 assists in 26 games. Hicketts continues to be the top scoring defenseman. Uh, used to be with the Detroit Red Wings organization. Running had his eighth goal recently. Ty running, not Cliff. 
13 points in 28 games. Paton is always scoring in these in these games. He's a great AHL player, but you know it is what it is. He can play a little bit in the NHL, but not at a high level. That's just reality. Uh, Jeffy's been hurt all year pretty much, off and on, only 10 games. Sweeney finally came back, and he actually scored his uh, sixth goal of the season, so good for him. 15 games, six goals, two assists, uh, eight total points for Sweeney. Hopefully he can get things rolling in the right direction. Milne had a point recently. Hunt is at six. And Ryan O'Rourke had a point recently, his fifth assist. Good for him, as he'd been uber-duber quiet, unfortunately. Jesper Wallstedt, his goals against average has been improving slightly. He's now 5-7 and seven on the season. McIntyre, 3.25 goals against average also. Their save percentages are right at about 89, so definitely improvement needed uh, from both of them. Uh, they've been relatively, you know, but the play in front of them hasn't been all that great either, so just like relatively disappointing. I- Iowa, I think, could be better, could and should be better. There's some decent prospects down there. Unfortunately, some of them are so raw that, you know, you're going to maybe turn the puck over a lot and leave your goalie out to dry, and that's just kind of a harsh, crappy reality of it all. Hunter Jones, he's the main guy in uh, the ECHL, the Iowa Hardliners. He's actually improved his numbers. Only one win, though, one and six on the season because Iowa's just been awful. 89% save percentage, 3.2 goals against average. Uh, there's an adorable little podcast of little kids out there for the Iowa Hardliners. It's cute and everything. It's just too bad that the team is so bad. Uh, it's too bad. Hopefully the, it, things can improve because it's a cool name, cool logo, and it's just it's nice to know that there's hockey in Iowa, ECHL and AHL, and they're both affiliates with Minnesota. But it's just, oh, they're bad. It's so frustrating. <laughs> I feel bad for them and for, uh, I feel bad for the players, the fans, and just in general. You know, hopefully things can improve here over the course of time. Hang, hang in there, Iowa Heartlanders. Get better, okay? <laughs> I hope so. Um, it's just kind of the way things are right now. With that, though, that's pretty much the prospects. If You know, um, other than, of course, uh, Brock Faber, of course, and I always kind of tend to forget because he's not on the actual, like, you know, list of, you know, draft picks and everything, but 15 points in 20 games, 3 goals, 12 assists, and, you know, he's the captain, and it's probably, you know, he's a top-four team in all of college hockey, plays a smart game, and he's brought some more offense this year. Uh, He's at basically, you know, 75, uh, what do they call it, 0.75 goals a game, so, or points a game, pardon me, where the last couple years he was basically about a half a point a game guy, so the offense has definitely moved up for Brock Faber, of course, was property of the Kings, traded to Minnesota in the Kevin Fiala trade, along with the draft pick that wound up being Liam Ugrin, could end up being a great trade, we'll have to wait and see how that all turns out, but uh, yeah, Brock Faber, obviously, again, and they're on break as well. Before you know it, Gover Hockey will be out there competing yet again. Kevin Fiala, just for the hell of it, in 35 games, he's got 10 goals and 25 assists. And remember, he did score against Minnesota, unfortunately. He's at a slightly slower pace than last year, but not by a whole lot. He's probably still going to get like 70-plus points. So it's a really, 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 really nice player that uh, I, I wish he could be here. But it is what it is. He's, he just he, he can't be here. With that said, we'll take a quick break and get to a fun, epic fan interaction segment.
And we are back here on Brave the Wild, segment number three, fan interaction segment. Let's just get going. Let's go. Let's go. Joey's wasting time, right? No, I'm kidding. I'm not wasting time. I love this. I was saying, I hate to say this, but does he still count? That was the conversation. Again, hashtag BTWMN. Hashtag BTWMN. So I'm going to try to generate conversations during the course of the week as well. And, you know, this and that. And, of course, hashtag BTWMN. When I comment, I'll probably put that. Not to be obnoxious, but to keep things organized so then I can maybe, if there's an interesting conversation, it can be there. This and that. You know, something that's, you know, that's good to be on the show. And hopefully people not beating up on each other, saying you're an idiot, you don't know anything about hockey, uh, at each other, or to me. Uh, probably won't read that unless I feel compelled to for whatever reason. The the he is, again, uh, first off, Vladislav, first, Vladislav, first off, uh, one goal, two assists in three games in the KHL. So again, finally getting things going again. Uh, MNW Young Guns at MNW Prospects. Again, huge shout out, and I'm a part of it. But I haven't been writing lately, but still a huge part of it, uh, still a huge respect and part of it, and I'll plug them forever and all that. Let us love. First off, has been named the best rookie of the week of the KHL. Unsurprisingly, he ended up being the best Minnesota Wild prospect of the week because he had a good uh, game. Yep, and he was the best rookie of the KHL, so pretty cool and good for him. We'll see if he winds up still being with Minnesota at some point. I was saying, I hate to ask this, but does he still count? I'm not sure he's coming back. Um... Yeah, I believe this was Pablo Bennett that was uh, running the uh, Twitter, and it probably is. And Pablo Bennett out of Chechia, awesome person, you know, and he's the one who designed the logo. Pablo Bennett designed the logo for not only Young Guns, but for Brave the Wild. So, yeah, obviously appreciate him forever and ever. Because um, I fell in love with that Young Guns logo and the color scheme, and I'm like, oh, is there any chance in the world, any chance in the world, you'd be willing to do something similar for mine? And he's like, sure. So, just what a great guy. Um, why didn't I click like? I'm sorry. Uh, Pavel says, he's only loaned to Novgorod, uh, but honestly, it was a weird move. Wanting, uh, wanting to return to Russia after years spent in the United States. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Lizard Kaprizov to Lizard Kaprizov. I think we follow each other. Yes, good. That's nice to know. Good, good, good. Um... Lizard says, exactly. Billy doesn't have a lot of patience for these type of situations like Manel and Hovenov. Yeah, see? And, and the other one, too, McBain. He didn't leave like uh, those guys, but, uh, yeah, they were, you know, but still. He didn't, like, you know, go play overseas or anything. He just demanded a trade. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't, I don't see myself playing. I kind of understand. And then I responded with, yeah, I don't think he's coming back, unfortunately. I wish he would. A couple more replies. Uh, Young Gun says, yeah, we will... We will cover until he is not our prospect, but it does feel like a mental Hovenov type of situation for sure. Yep, unfortunately. Yeah, yep. But no, nice conversation. See, see, you know, hockey fans can have uh, positive conversations. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, so we don't have to be like, oh, that's dumb. No, of course it's not dumb. I was saying, oh, Matt Zuccarello has to be on the Mount Rushmore in the NHL for one of the best passes in the league. Insane pass to good draw. Good draw. Generated a little bit of uh, conversation, mostly likes. People were excited. Derek says, uh, again, Derek at Crease and Assist says, didn't see it, but I heard it was a beauty, and it was. And then he did see it later on, and he's like, holy cow. <laughs> yep. He was pretty much like, wow, that was a great play. Whoa, that one got a lot of views. Whew. Yep, that's what happens sometimes. You tweet something like that during a game, and it just goes viral. Wow, that's a lot of views. <laughs> cool. Derek Felska says, uh, 
Do the holidays bring a Minnesota Wild question to mind? Ask Brave the Wild and hashtag it BTWMN, Brave the Wild Minnesota. You get the idea. And ask as many questions as you'd like. Yes, please do ask as many, as many questions as you'd like. I highly, highly prefer that. Derek starts the Derek Filska lightning round. Big friend of this show, obviously. And, of course, uh, you'll hear about something else coming up here. Um, I'm jumping ahead. I'm, I'm jumping ahead, getting too excited. Derek says, how well or poorly do you think the Minnesota Wild will do against the St. Louis Blues this season? Until we see otherwise, uh, I don't trust the Wild versus St. Louis. It's been a bad matchup. So, yeah, that's a good question, and it applies perfectly to this episode and kind of what I was kind of, you know, kind of sort of bitching about in the last segment. Like, Wild have played so bad against them. So hopefully hopefully it changes. The, the Wild have every right to play better against them, and St. Louis is worse than last year. Clearly they're worse. They're, they're just, you know, <laughs> they don't score goals really a whole lot. Um, well, they score a little bit. Uh, their goaltending has been pretty crappy, but Bennington has definitely given us a hard time, and he's the one who knocked us out of the playoffs last year. Unfortunately, no Stanley Cup run for uh, B- B- Bennington last year. That was just, I guess, uh, I guess that was a one-year wonder when you look at it. Derek continues, does Mason Shaw's suspension put him in danger of being the odd man out upon his return, especially with Sammy Walker playing so well? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, it does raise the question, doesn't it? It does raise the question. They're about the same age. Walker, there seems like a little extra there, doesn't there? There's a little something extra in Sammy Walker. And, I don't know, um, Shaw definitely was a slight, was a significantly higher pick. What was he, third round? Not that high, but higher. Like, Walker was one of the Mr. Irrelevance years ago in the seventh round by Tampa, of all teams. So, Tampa knows what they're doing. Um, Walker <laughs> is a wonder. Yep, and, I, and there's his goal right there. It was just happening right there, and Connor got a... Got a bloody face, unfortunately, as well. A stick got to his face at some point, uh, I believe, on that play. Yep, Walker got the empty netter. Nice release on that shot. Gorgeous. (laughs) That was cool, wasn't it? Yep. um, I think that's a real good question here that uh, the Minnesota Wild organization are going to have to consider. Yeah, Connor got, yeah, he got bloodied. Yep, I forgot what happened exactly, but I don't know if it was the puck. No, it might have been. Probably a stick, though. Poor guy, that would suck. <sighs> that's a real question, though. I, I think I think it's possible. I think that's really possible. Maybe not right away, but it's possible. And gosh, you know, gosh, things look so promising for Shaw, and they still can. Who's to say Shaw's not an NHL player? Especially again, fourth line. You know, I mean, you know, so. It's possible, maybe a brief, even just a brief send down. Um, Derek Pelska, interesting question here. Who is the best defenseman all of all time in Minnesota Wild history? Ooh, well, we've had a few good ones. Um, <laughs> I really liked, really liked Willie Mitchell years ago. Brent Burns was on the right track to being something very special. Um, he was inconsistent and he got hurt a bit. He had concussion issues, unfortunately, for a while there. And kind of his role changing back and forth. We'd put him at forward sometimes. And obviously he came in as a forward. Um, He came into Minnesota as a forward years ago too. So again, position changes in the early days from forward to defense. And sometimes back to forward again. Made him a little bit uh, out there and kind of of a strange player. And inconsistent and such. But he uh, he was on his way. But unfortunately was traded before he really reached his peak. Now he's, I think, Hall of Fame level. Believe it or not, I have his autograph as an 18-year-old rookie. 
I met him as an 18-year-old rookie, and what a sweet young 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 man he was, you know. And now look at him, all big bearded guy. <laughs> Just crazy to think about. Um, it's probably I don't want to say the name. I almost can't. I almost can't, but it's probably you know who. It's probably somebody Derek doesn't like very much. Uh, a lot of us don't. The more and more information that's come out about him, you guys know who I'm talking about. The former National Predators defenseman who came here for a huge contract, 13-year contract. I think it's that guy, unfortunately. Until, say, a Jared Spurgeon can knock him off that uh, pedestal. I think Spurgeon is right there, or Brodeen. God, it's so tough. You know... For overall, just defensemen, it's Jonas Brodeen. It's Jonas Brodeen. Yes, I think it's Jonas Brodeen. His skating ability, uh, his overall presence, I think it's Jonas Brodeen. It's too bad because no all-star game or anything crazy like that. But just a general defenseman. A a defenseman who actually did have some offensive ability that wasn't utilized enough at times. When you put him on the power play, he was actually kind of a factor. It's Jonas Brodeen. Yep, I, I, I want to give it to him. I have so much respect for Jonas Brodeen and what he brings to this team and what he's brought to this team for so long. Uh, and whenever he's out, it's like, holy crap. So it's Jonas Brodeen. Yep. Suter leaving didn't kill us. It, it really didn't. He had value, but he was such a negative in the locker room and, and on the ice at times, too, by overplaying himself. The whole Suter was gossled there. Suter had no business being gassed. And I used to bitch at Mike Yo for that. But then you realize who truly was responsible for that. Old Mr. Oh, you're not going to play me, huh? Doot, 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 doot. Hey, Craig, Craig, Mike Yo said he's not going to play me. It's like, uh, you know, that's... Uh, so I refuse. It is Jonas Burdine. And it's not just out of spite towards Ryan Suter. Mr. Eight assists in 33 games, Ryan Suter himself. Anyhow, <coughs> Derek Felsky continues. The, the lightning round continues. Philip Gustafson, Philip Gustafson seems to be a savvy pickup in the Cam Talbot trade. What do you feel is a reasonable extension to keep him around, or should the team extend Boldy first and figure out the rest later? I really, I want to keep Philip Gustafson. I, I do, especially, you know, obviously Fleury's 37-ish, right? He's 37. Um, Jesper Volstead is not ready. Uh, he's not dominating the AHL. Um, and I always kind of saw Philip Gustafson as like a, at least a platoon with Jesper Volstead as he comes up to the National Hockey League. If not, probably the starter at first. Jesper's the backup and has to earn it, especially if Gustafson keeps playing the way he does. I want to keep Gustafson. I do. Um, extending Boldy, yeah, I, I think that's a huge, huge thing. Uh, I'm not sure what kind of extension we're talking about with uh, Boldy. Is it going to be a significant a significant raise, like $6 million a year? Or is it going to be something like, uh, you know, like a bridge deal, like two two years, $3 million per, and then go for the bigger deal as we get further out of this, uh, you know, the as we get out of the woods of the cap hell, um, or even like three, four years, or, you know, like th- three years for like $4 million or something for Boldy, something like that. Or, you know, are we, are we ready to fork over like five years, $6 million per or something? I don't know. Or way more than that. Way the heck more. Um, I'm not sure Boldy's earned like a huge contract yet. Um, clearly, he's a legitimate player. And with uh, 
another uh, scoring type of guy with him, a, a guy who could have good chemistry with, like a Sammy Walker, potentially. Boldy could really blow up and be an 80-point guy, quite possibly. Uh, is he an all-star player? Maybe, sort of. Superstar? Probably not. Gustafson, is he a starting goalie in the NHL? I think the possibility exists and will persist. <laughs> to steal a line from a former president in the 1950s. I I, I think so. Um a reasonable extension. Good thing I have the salaries up. Good thing I have the salaries up. Because right now, what's he making? Like 800, right? What the heck? Where'd it go? Oh, 787. Jeez. And yeah, restricted free agent with the with the hammer. We all know what that means. Arbitration eligible. It ain't a mallet. It's a hammer. Okay, a, a mallet would make noise too. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, pardon me, 3.5 at the older age. I can see Gustafson demanding maybe... Real early, maybe like uh, three years, two point five. I wonder if he'd be would he be willing to take that? I think that's reasonable. Three years, two point five, and continues to play well. You know, obviously he can go up. Goalies can last many, many years in the National Hockey League. Many years. That's the good part. So it's not like Gustafson will be like goodbye. But that's what I'm guessing. Something around those, around that area. Maybe I'm way off. But, yep, three years, 2.5 per is my guess, my guess. And it's unfortunately just a guess. <laughs> but, again, at least you get Dumba off the books, potentially, which is a sad but true thing. But, again, you still have the dead cap crap that lasts for uh, lasts until the summer of 25. Yep, the summer of 25. So, kind of is what it is. Um, but, again, yep, Dumba off the books, there's that. So, and... 2.5 isn't that much, is it? Maybe even just 2? Depending on how well he does the rest of the year. But if he plays like the way he has been, yeah, like something like that. You know, 3 years, 2.5 is my guess. Um, somebody might be rolling their eyes. Somebody might be like, that's perfect. Other people might think, like, that's too much, that's too little. Well, it's all opinions, right? It's all opinions. But, um, yeah, uh, that's, that's my guess. If uh, <laughs> if Ryan Hartman was a character in a video game, who would it be? Because Ryan Hartman, how he's kind of been. <sighs> Maybe he's Tails with Sonic. I don't know. <laughs> you just kind of like, okay, Tails. Okay, Tails. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks, Tails. Like playing a one-player game, uh, one player game of Sonic. Maybe he's Tails. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, I know you're there. I know you're there. Oh, he, he did something. Cool. Yeah, but maybe Tails. I don't know. That's kind of one guess. Or like Minnie Mouse. And No, he wouldn't even be Minnie Mouse in uh, uh, Mickey Mouse Capade. That's a game review I did recently. Minnie Mouse is quite helpful if you actually get her the star. It's just that if she falls, you both die. Like if she falls over the you know the edge, so to speak. Mickey Mouse Capade for the NES came out in the late 80s. Fun game. And I did do a game review on video game flashback. That's four words. Check out that podcast. Especially Mega Man 2 fans. Just recently had that one up about a week ago. And DuckTales is getting released tomorrow afternoon. The show is done, but it's just, I scheduled it to release it to give it a little time in between shows. And I do not plan on releasing a show a week with video game flashback. That's impossible. Um, but just when I have a little extra time sometimes, and I just have this urge, I just want to do it. <laughs> but it's, it's the kind of show I could actually take my time and do a good quality one and maybe some really nice games. So, yep, now that I've gotten into video games... Ryan Hartman, Ryan Hartman. Well, I don't think he's Rush in Mega Man 3. He's the Turtles in Super Mario Brothers. 
he he has value. It's just he's I don't know. I I don't know. Gosh, yeah, he's here for two more years, right? So one year after this, at one point seven, that's a you know obviously a deal of the century considering what he did last year. But now it feels like about that's that's it. <laughs> just kind of a third fourth line type of guy who's who's okay. He's twenty eight already. Jeez, he's already twenty eight. Huh. One point seven. Mm, mm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, like kind of like that though, like a tails or something. I wish I had something on top of my head because I saw this yesterday even, and then it's like I just kind of blanked. But kind of something like that, or like <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll, if something else comes to mind, I'll think about it. But uh, I'm leaning towards tails. Like yeah, yeah, he's here. Oh, oh, he he did something cool. Most of the time, he's just kind of there, like in the Sonic Sonic 2, you know? So, Brian Herrera says, with uh, with your youth showing up big time this year, do you see Bill move, moving an NHLer or two to make room for more of the youth to step up in bigger roles? I think so. I think so, like how uh, they moved out, uh, Bill Guerin moved out Kulikov. Um, Kulikov, he, it's, I keep pronouncing it funny. Um, obviously, that made a spot for Addison is... Addison's better than Kulikov, really. Honestly, I no disrespect to Kulikov, but Addison, I think he brings a little extra, and he needed to be in the NHL to kind of get used to the NHL as well. Otherwise, he's just going to kind of flatline forever in the AHL. It's like benching 50 pounds, okay? You know, it's not doing anything anymore. Maybe it'll, you'll get toned up, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I think so, yes. And I wouldn't be surprised, again, like Dumba is probably gone one way or another to make room for Brock Faber. That's a big one. Um, guys like Beckman and Walker, something like that. Like, again, like a possible trade sweetener, like a Ryan Hartman or something, where he'd be a sweetener. I believe that conversation was brought up in here somewhere. I don't know where, though. Was that last week? Jay Bushy says, is, is this the year the Wild wins games against the Blues? It seems like they have the Wilds number. Until I see otherwise, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's... It's not been pretty. Like, right now, I'm, I'm one of those kind of guys where it's like, show me. Sometimes they step out in faith, but then when you get weird matchups like this, it's like, show me. Yep, and then uh, Derek had accidentally said, uh, correct that, I mean Ryan Hartman. Yep, because he, was, he accidentally said Adam Hartman, but that's okay. I mean, I've done that kind of stuff. One time I called uh, Jason Zucker Josh Zucker because I had a co-worker slash friend years ago named Josh Zacker. So then I had some kind of weird mental block. I kept calling Jason Zucker Josh Zucker. And then some a-hole from from God knows where gave me a one-star rating on um, on Apple Podcast. Or I, I think it was still called iTunes at the time. Just a jerk. You know, like saying I'm like, I don't know anything and I'm the biggest dummy ever. He doesn't even know the name of prospects and blah, blah, blah. And he completely misunderstood something I'd said. Like, oh, you know, there's not really, really any prospects in the in the wild system. I was saying that Iowa didn't have a whole lot of, uh, a lot of the prospects that in our system weren't in Iowa at the time, which was true about 90% of the time in the history of Minnesota until lately, which I like that there's a lot of prospects there. I think it's a good thing. Unfortunately, they're not playing real well, which I'm not understanding, but it is what, other than they're real young. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I've received some harsh stuff where, you know, one-star ratings and, like, he's terrible and all that. So, <coughs> it's not fun, but it's reality. As I try not to choke to death here, I apologize. Thank God for the dumb button. 
Okay, let's see. Where was Derek? I know there were some replies. Let's make sure that these replies... Ah, they are different. Or at least one of them is. Steve Snyder. Here we go. Steve Snyder says... It's a little bit more to talk about, which is good. Steve Snyder says, The Wild's depth is being challenged, and so far I think it's proving out pretty well. Is this smoke and mirrors, or can players not name Rossi fill in until the regulars are back healthy? I'm actually pleased with what I've uh, seen. Still a small sample size, though. Yeah, like somebody like Sammy Walker, absolutely. Small sample size, yes. But, yep, I think... I uh, It's a smoke and mirrors, players not named Rossi... I, I, I think they can do it, yep. I think they can do it. Adam Beckman, obviously. I keep calling him, yeah, okay, I did pronounce the name right. Adam Hartman, Ryan, yeah, Adam Beckman. <laughs> Josh Zacker, Josh Zucker, yeah, Josh Zacker, Jason Zucker. Yes, that really happened. Um, but no, I'm so far I am pleased, and I do think they're closer to being an NHL players, like in Beckman's case. He's definitely closer uh, at the beginning of the season, it's like, geez, he's just flatlining. He's like the same guy last year, like a half-a-point guy in the AHL, which is like, really, that's it? If you can't even crack it in the AHL, uh, you're not even near what he, you know, what what you were at the in the juniors. And I know juniors, you know, guys might get like Mario Lemieux back in the day had like 300 points or something. It was like 250 or some psycho. Like, good luck, you know, because he was already like an absolute superstar before he'd even played. In the NHL, and then, yeah, he was the number one pick for a reason. He was just, like, a phenom beyond words. Mario Lemieux. Why did I get off on that? Other than, again, like, uh, Beckman was pretty phenomenal uh, in the WHL. Uh, Hovanov was pretty phenomenal in the Q. Uh, some guys make it, some guys don't. And it's, it's, it's the way it is. But at least Beckman has had some time in the NHL. I do think he has a future. Uh, he has skill. And he's adjusting more to a more gritty style to kind of, again, you know, you have to, it, it, it's hockey. You have to be able to play more than one role at times to be able to make it and then to kind of develop and improve. Um, so Shaw definitely has that ability. Hasn't been scoring lately, unfortunately, and then he got in trouble now, unfortunately, which really sucks. Uh, Walker, though, I think, I think absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, People all over the place, like the like the Judd Zolgads and others. Derek Falska, yep, <laughs> who knows knows a thing or two about hockey, right? Uh, are insanely impressed with uh, Sammy Walker, and I've been as well. And you know, just the things they've shown on on even in the wild broadcasts, like look 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 at how he approaches things. Um, so Sammy Walker, I think, has a legitimate future in the NHL, and I hope it continues. Uh, Derek, I think he was, yep, he was just making sure that I didn't miss this one, and thankfully, nope, I did not appreciate that very, very much. That should be it for the fan interaction. I believe I got everything. So, in time, Derek's going to have an announcement of some sort, but I'm going to keep it quiet. I'll just leave it at that. I probably shouldn't even say that. I will not let the cat out of the bag. And if you already know, you already know. <laughs> but if not... Not yet, okay? <laughs> Other than that, check out Video Game Flashback, I suppose, and he's been a been a big help for that show as well. Again, getting that one, you know, it started many years ago, just throwing old videos up there, videos that were already a year old up there. Uh, my uh, Dylan of the sportsstuff.com, getting things going way back in 2008, and then I revived it uh, late this year, and it's been so fun. The cool part about Video Game Flashback 
is it's not time sensitive. See, this show is time sensitive. I love doing it, but there's a little bit of stress to it. It's got to get done, right? It needs to get done. You know, the NHL draft is next week or, you know, whatever, or just getting it done weekly. We've got to keep up with what's going on with the wild and so on and so forth. Where video game flashback, <laughs> oh, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm a little bored. Oh, I'm just waiting for someone to come over. It's about a half hour, an hour away. What the heck? Why not record a, a tiny bits and pieces of this project I've been working on for a game? I won't say it. A Super Nintendo game. I won't tell you what it is. I won't. I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> it's going to be a fun one, but I won't tell you. Or, because uh, you know, that's a bigger project. Or bits and pieces of maybe a smaller one. Uh, less complicated Nintendo game or, or, or a bigger one like Mega Man 3. So stuff like that. That's what's fun. You can just do little bits and pieces of it here and there. So just throwing that out there. And that's, that's what I love about video game flashback. Not that I need to get into that. Shoutouts to, major shoutouts to MNW Prospects, MN Young Guns, MNW Young Guns, Minnesota Wild, Pavel Bennett, Chechia, Merrick Skyba also. I don't think he's been on there anymore, but just give him a shoutout anyway. Um, <laughs> Justin Baki, Sound the Foghorn, and of course, of the uh, M&W Young Guns, Brandon Quast, great job, absolutely, absolutely great, great guy as well, Justin Baki, a great guy, um, really appreciate them, so huge shout out, and they'll always be a part of Brave the Wild, always, they still are, obviously, <laughs> the, um, again, huge, giant, giant shout out to Scott Cavendish, Minnesota Wild Global, Yep. Chad Walski, Kathy Maine, Michael Fick, David Abraham, David and Chance Caustic, you know, obviously huge hockey fans. Um, believe it or not, uh, one of the, the bakery lady from Byerly's actually is on there, I believe, so pretty cool. <laughs> one in a million chance, maybe she listens. <laughs> but I, I just, I saw her on there, that's the name. I, I didn't say anything, I was afraid to, but I was like, oh wow, so yep, she's a hockey fan too. She has kind of like, looks like a Finland type of a name. So, kind of cool. Um, pretty cool stuff. Uh, with that said, uh, oh yeah, Patrick Turner coming out of Florida, Minnesota Wild Nation. How could I not give him a shout out? Awesome guy as well. Um, been supportive of the show also. Uh, and thank all of you so much that comment. The Jay Bushies, the Brian Herreras, Derek, of course, the Lightning Round, and for putting out that, uh, putting out the bat signal like he does. Really cool. Thank you guys so much for your uh, interactions with this show. A little quieter this week, but it is what it is. You're busy doing something else or whatever. So, or you're sick of me. I don't know. It's possible. <laughs> with that, I hope not. Um, the, the numbers have been good, which is appreciative. Really appreciate it. And please tell your friends about the show. Give a positive rating on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Audible, uh, Spotify does star ratings, this and that. So huge shout-outs to all of you, and thank you so much for those of you that have been uh, supportive of, of this show. Final thing, uh, you can call in with an audio submission if you'd like. All you do is open up your uh, smart device. There's a free voice recording app on every smart device on the planet, or you could download one on the store for free, obviously. Just press the button. The, the record button, treat it like a phone call. When you stop, save it, and share it slash email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. I would then convert it into an mp3 file, thanks to zumzar with a z.com. With that said, have a great week. Happy New Year, even though I'm not a big New Year guy, but Happy New Year anyway, and we'll talk to you in 2023. 20,